0: Hi, Megan. Thank you so much for joining us today on the Pocus Peers podcast. It's so nice to have you on.
1: Ah, so- thank you so much. It's so nice to meet you. And thank you so much for inviting me to be here.
0: Yeah, of course. We're going to go ahead and get right into it. And I want you to introduce yourself a little bit to our ultrasound community.
1: Sure. So I live in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm originally from a very small town in Eastern Kentucky. I moved up here straight out of school and took an MFM position. And I have been working in MFM for going on 13 years. When I'm not working, I'm probably planning a vacation, whether that's international or locally, hiking and camping. I love the outdoors. My husband and I love to hike and go backpacking with our little dog, Winston. Love to play tennis, play tennis in college, grew up with two older brothers, so I'm very competitive. Unfortunately, my husband gets to see that whenever we play tennis or anything, really, for that matter. I never take it easy on him. We also love to cook and try new foods. We're vegetarian, so we're always looking for new, fun recipes.
0: Our husbands always get the, the short end of the stick when it comes to that, right?
1: <laughs> yes,
0: always. We love to be competitive. Well, what inspired you to pursue a career in diagnostic medical stenography?
1: it's actually a funny story i know some people you know always knew what they wanted to be growing up they always wanted to do ultrasound or went to someone's ultrasound and that's what inspired them or had a personal experience but that just wasn't the case for me i didn't really have any direction of what i wanted to be growing up i just knew i wanted to help people but i didn't really know what specifically i wanted to do so after talking with some family and some friends and. Some cousins that had went into x-ray that kind of got brought up and it was like, well, you know, that's in the medical field. That's probably, you know, good job security and you're helping people. So I'll okay, I'll go into x-ray. So I went to school for x-ray, got into the program. And while I was in clinicals, I just decided like, this is a really cool career. It's a really fun opportunity. I got to learn a lot, but it's just not what I want to do for the rest of my life. So I finished up that degree. And then I went and met with my academic advisor and asked what could I do next, instead of x-ray. And she informed me that I could look at CT, MRI, ultrasound, and I thought ultrasound seemed pretty cool. And it's always evolving.
0: So I decided to try that and I applied to the program and started that journey. It's always interesting where sometimes some of us start somewhere and we end up somewhere completely different than where we thought we were going to be. That was my guess for sure. (laughs) (laughs) So after you went to ultrasound school, what led you to specialize into OB and then further your career into fetal echo?
1: So I honestly, I didn't have a preference whenever I was getting a job. I would have taken any job directly out of school, whether it was an OB or general. It just so happened I had one interview, and that was at an MFM job that I moved for, and that's what I have stuck with. I will say I remember when I was in clinicals, I remember feeling that OB was much more of a challenge, and I feel like I personally tend to take the challenging paths in life. I feel it gives me more purpose and meaning, so I think that kind of geared me toward OB as being more of a challenge and more fun for me. And then when I got that one interview with MFM, that's just kind of what I have stuck with. And that's what I've specialized in. And I I really enjoy it. And I'm still always learning new things and sharing fun things that I learn with others. And I quickly found out that the MFM doctor that I worked for had very high expectations, which now looking back is totally understandable. And it was a good thing. He constantly challenged me. He was always asking me difficult questions and it forced me to think outside the box and also do research on my lunch break or when I got home. At the time I was a nervous wreck but today I can say it did help me make me into the better sonographer but he did expect me to know how to get fetal heart views right out of school and he wanted me to know exactly why I was taking those heart views and why I was assessing that anatomy and that was very intimidating for a new grad because in school I was barely taught much about the fetal heart, but I, so I wasn't confident in really understanding how to get the views or why I was getting the views, but he expected it nonetheless. He expected me to know why I was taking those images, and like I said, I think that did not make me into a better sonographer in the long run. And at the time, it was just like, man, he's being rough on me. Like This is my first job, but I really do think it, looking back, it made me into who I am now, and I had a feeling of guilt for not knowing how to do that, so I constantly practiced and researched fetal heart education, and then after Working in MFM for about six years or so, I began to question the MFMs of the fetal heart, and they just really couldn't answer those. And so that made me want to dive into things even more and research on my own time. I shadowed with a pediatric cardiologist and just wanted to learn more and ended up, I wanted to take my fetal echo boards because I wanted to be able to provide better patient care, and I wanted to know exactly what I was doing and why I was doing it. Very, very curious, and I want to always learn. I want to do my best. So that's what led me into doing the field. Echo, was to just have another opportunity to learn more and to better myself and better my skills, better patient care.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. That's an inspiration to many students out there, right? We just basically learned the four-chamber heart while we're in school, and then now we get into the field and you're expected to know all the heart. That's great. And we always have that one person or that one peer or one mentor that forces us to be a little harder on ourselves. And it sounds like that was the MFM doctor for you.
1: Absolutely.
0: But you went a little further and now you actually opened your own business called Viable Solutions for Fetal Echo. Can you dive a little deeper for me on that? Absolutely. So I would say about two years ago after i went and worked at that mfm
1: office i was talking about for 10 years that was my only job and then i decided to get fetal acre registered um you know students would come in new trainees would come in and it was always the fetal heart that everyone would struggle with and i understood that i could appreciate that i i was that i I did do that Uh, so it was always in the back of my mind like man this is always something people struggle with And then fast forward a little bit, I got a different job. and I've been there for a little over two years and I was able to um, work with the pediatric cardiologist that I mentioned that I shadowed and I've learned a lot from him. And I actually was able to just kind of, even though I knew when I was at my other job, I wanted to help others learn more about the fetal heart. I just didn't have the time. It was a very high volume, very high stress job. And at this next job, it's an MFM job as well, but I had a little bit more time to really think about what I wanted my career opportunities in the future to look like. And I thought, you know, I love scanning. I love this, but what else can I do? And I have worked a lot with that pediatric cardiologist and he would just make things seem a lot more simpler the way he would explain them. And I was just like, man, I wish I would've had this when I was learning. I wish I would've had someone just explain things so simply. I wish I would've had someone put their hand on the probe with me while I was scanning, show me how to get certain views. And then I just kept having these thoughts and I, began to think, what if I just create a company to be able to go to people in their office and help train them hands-on training in the moment while they're scanning a difficult patient, a difficult fetal position, and I can show them. I've scanned a baby in every imaginable position that you can think of. I can help them. And I've messed up a lot in the beginning and still, you know, make mistakes. But I've made so many of them that I've learned from them. And if I can help students or new trainees not have to feel the way I felt, which was that guilt and shame of just not feeling like you were doing a good job. When in reality, you weren't given a full opportunity to do a good job because you weren't taught properly, whether it be you didn't learn it in class or you didn't get a good clinical experience, or maybe you went to an office to train and they didn't have enough time to show you or they didn't know how to properly do it. That happens a lot. I meet so many people that have been scanning for a long time and they still are unsure about certain things. So I had this idea. I can help people. I can travel to their office on their machine. And my goal is to have administrators pay for this because that's another thing I'm passionate about. I think employers need to invest in their employees. They deserve that. We deserve to feel confident in our skills and the patients deserve to have someone doing their ultrasound that feels confident in their skills. It's been a big success so far. I've been doing it for about a a year and a half now. I've went to multiple offices and I'm also creating online content that a lot of people have asked me about. because. I've had people from across the world ask me, we would love to have you come here, but it's not really feasible. Is there any way you can do online things? So I've been working on that a lot as well. But yeah, I've just, I've had this idea for a little while. I just didn't know how to go about it. And then I had this new job change and it's just things kind of fell in place. I got to work with this pediatric cardiologist, which, you know, really helped me hone in on what I really want to do with my future and how I want to help the CERN for community, help patient care, you know, Heart defects are missed 50% of the time on ultrasound. And that's scary. If I can do something to improve that, I want to do it. And I love scanning. I love learning. I love teaching in an easy, simple way. And I wish I'd had that. So if I can help people have something that I wish I had had, that's what I'm going to try my best to do.
0: I think that's great what you're doing for our community. There's a ton of sonographers out there that need fetal echo help so we're not missing Any of those abnormalities absolutely yeah and i'm hoping to also try to host some conferences
1: i know that entails a lot but i'm hoping to do that i do right now like three days of hands-on trainings typically what i do but i have also toyed with the idea of doing maybe a four hour or like a half a day just fetal heart educational lecture so it would be more of me coming and presenting powerpoint information and maybe having a patient volunteer where i could show the views and explain exactly the anatomy and what we're assessing for in each view i thought that might be an option as well because i know a lot of offices have a hard time um providing training for 3 days and i chose 3 days because i just feel like that's a good quality training i don't feel like a rushed one day two day you know most offices have multiple sonographers and i feel like they deserve to have the full amount of time to learn, quality time to learn. And it's, it's really helped so far what I've done with it, but I am toying with other ideas as well to be able to produce some fetal heart content.
0: Well, I can't wait to see what all you come up with. I think you could definitely dive deeper too and get into colleges and schools and things for students and maybe go and teach just a course on fetal echo. Can you share with me one of your most memorable experiences of your career?
1: career has given me a lot of memorable experiences. I have met some really special patients that have touched my heart, but there is one specific patient that really sticks with me. She'd been coming to our office for twin-to-twin transfusion checks on her mono-di twins, and I had scanned her multiple times. We had developed a bond, but one day I was doing her ultrasound, and I was doing the normal things, assessing for fluid, looking at bladders, doing Dopplers, And then we also recheck the fetal heart on every exam. We always look at the heart just because things can change throughout pregnancy. And like I said, I'd scanned her multiple times, but on this day, I was doing all my normal stuff and I go to look at the heart and I notice on one baby, the aorta looks different than previous exams before when I had scanned her. So I dive a little bit deeper and really hone in on it. And I start to think, does this baby have coarctation? I let the MFM know. Who then refers that patient to pediatric cardiology and pediatric cardiology they weren't too impressed but they decided to play it safe and the patient was fine with that and they decided to have her deliver at a close more high risk facility so she could receive care if needed but didn't suspect it but just to play it safe and she was totally fine with that so the patient had delivered a couple weeks later and that twin actually did end up getting an echo after birth and it showed a co and that, that baby actually required surgery three days later. And I was so happy that that patient received the care she needed for her baby. And I truly felt like I did a good job at that point. Like, okay, they got what they needed. I trusted my instinct. I trusted my gut. The MFM, I was very thankful that they listened to me because sometimes you can work with certain doctors that, you know, don't take into consideration all of your worries. So I was very thankful that the MFM trusted me, that the pediatric cardiologist also was like, let's just play it safe. I was very, very happy for that because I would much rather have a situation where it's nothing than have it not be there. So a few months go by after that. And I actually ended up moving to my current facility that I work at, that my new MFM job. And one of my old coworkers let me know that a patient had came by that old office that I worked at looking for me and I didn't think too much of it and then a few days later i got a facebook message from this patient who asked me for my address saying she has a letter that she wanted to send me and then i receive a handwritten three page letter from this sweet patient and she took the time to write for me she thanked me for my care stated god had placed me at the right place at the right time she went on to say how much she truly appreciated my skill set and how lucky patients are to be cared for by me she also included a birthday invitation for her twins first birthday party inviting me to that And just the fact that this new mom of twins, who has to be exhausted, took the time to write me a handwritten letter expressing her gratitude. That just meant the world to me. And I know we won't always receive letters like this or hear a thank you even, but we can help patients receive the best care so they can enjoy every moment with their families. So she definitely reminded me that this is why we do what we do. A lot of memorable patients, but that's a memory that will definitely stick with me.
0: That's a great memory to have. Like you said, that's why we're in the field and that's why we care for patients. But wow, what a great memory. Great job, Megan. That's amazing.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate it.
0: So let's leave off with some advice that you would give students and aspiring sonographers who are just starting out their career. My
1: advice would be to appreciate that you are going to struggle, just like we all did and we still do sometimes. But Know that that will mold you into the wonderful sonographer that you will be. It's not going to be an easy journey, but that's what makes it worthwhile. If it were easy, everyone would do it. You will run into many types of people in your career, um, some that are going to encourage you, some that are going to discourage you, ones who will support your growth, and others who will wonder, you know, why do you even try so hard? You will meet all kinds of different people in your career. And I think you need to embrace these types of people because each one will teach you something very important and you may not realize it in the moment but one day you will realize why those people were in your life and why exactly they taught you the things that will help you become a better sonographer never ever stop finding new ways to learn this field's always evolving try your best to keep up because it moves quick and it is possible to have fun and be professional this job is one that should be taken seriously but don't forget to have fun And take time to laugh. You can be both. And also, if you see a fellow sonographer or a student struggling, take a moment to reach out and check on them because you never know how much that can really mean to someone. You don't know what people are going through, so just taking a moment to be kind to people. I mean, if you get the opportunity to make a positive difference, no matter how big or small, do it every time. You won't regret it.
0: Megan, I appreciate you coming on today. Is there anything else that you have? for our community. No. Thank you so much for having me. Again, if people
1: are looking for, you know, hands on training specifically for Fetal Heart, please reach out to me and even if you just have any questions, I may not have the answers always, but I have good resources and I will research and try to get you answers if I can. But I just I think we all need to learn to better serve our community by doing things like this and having people come on and talk and and get to know one another and encourage one another and I'm I'm very, very thankful that you asked me to be on your podcast.
0: It was such a pleasure to have you on. You're such an inspiration to a lot of our peers, especially those that are in OB and fetal echo. I want to challenge all the listeners that are listening today to do like Megan did and dive a little deeper on your next OB exam and make sure that we're looking at more than just the four chamber fetal heart views, even if that's all that you're facility is requiring at this time and if you feel that your facility would benefit from fetal echo hands-on training reach out to Megan at viablesolutions.education